Before we start, I'd like to mention some wonderful people that I met at a Enneagram intensive week course that I took in San Francisco. I had a lot of fun, but more it was mentally challenging and emotionally draining. Uh, but it definitely in emotionally draining in the way that fills you up in a way that gets out some of the gook that you have inside. And so I went to that certification program and I'm extremely happy with the results and extremely excited to start using uh, some of the many things I learned. And so I just want to thank you and a shout out to all of uh, everyone who was there learning uh, this past weekend. Thank you for all your input and for your challenges and uh, just being you. It's interesting what happens when you have the Enneagram. We were only there five days together. And at the end of the week, there's multiple people offering for us to go and like stay at their house whenever we're in their city or their state or their country. So it's just amazing that how the Enneagram gets to the bottom um, and to the real essence of people so you can understand who they are. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to Do It For The Gram and Enneagram Podcast with your host, Milton Stewart, where we do it for the gram, not the Instagram, but the Enneagram. We take steps to improve ourselves and our community around us. On today's episode, we're going to discuss the Enneagram Type 2. Let's go intro music. I just had. I am so tired, but I am so filled up. So I'm really exhausted. But what's interesting, I actually recorded the last episode uh, for the Type 3 in a hotel room. And the hotel room was um, too noisy, so I had to record it in the restroom, which was a very interesting setup. So I'm super excited to do Enneagram 2 today. Uh, We had some really great Enneagram 2s in our group. Um, this week that we worked with and so I'm super excited to uh, delve into a little intro into the Enneagram type 2. The temperament of Enneagram 2. Twos are in the heart feeling center of intelligence. Twos have extremely present emotions. Their emotions are ever present with them. Twos are extremely relational and looking for strongly to engage with others. The archetypes for the Enneagram 2 includes the helper and the giver. The helper, because twos are naturally attuned to looking for what other people need and the wants that they have and usually fulfilling them. The giver, because along the same lines, they are willing to give, 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 give to other people. That can mean giving them attention, time, gifts, money, love, and just a plethora of different things. Twos are very attuned to finding out what people need help with and being able to actually try to fill that void. Twos are warm, generous, friendly, people-pleasing, flattery, and can be possessive. 
Twos tend to make friends very easily. Twos usually have a problem acknowledging their own needs because they are so wrapped up in fulfilling the needs of others. Key motivations for the Enneagram 2. Twos want to be loved, to express their feelings for others, to be needed and appreciated, to get others to respond to them, to vindicate their claims about themselves. Basic desire of the Enneagram 2 is to feel loved. The basic fear of being unwanted or unworthy of being loved. Twos at their best. Their highest emotion is humility, which is being able to know and to hold on to experience of self-worth without either self-inflation or excessive self-judgment. Twos in a moderate and high self-mastery level, they warm the hearts of many people. They enliven others with their appreciation and attention. They help others to see the positive qualities within themselves that they have not previously recognized. Twos at their best have the ability to see others as they are, understand them with immense compassion, help and encourage with infinite patience, and is always, always willing to lend a hand, while knowing precisely how and when to let go. Healthy twos, healthy twos open our hearts because theirs are already so open, and they show us the way into a more deeply and richly human nature. Hopefully you have found some value in this podcast episode. You can help to keep this podcast going by supporting us on Patreon.com. Patreon.com is a site where you can support content providers. Podcasts are free to listeners, but not free for creators. It actually costs money and definitely time to produce consistent and weekly podcasts. I podcast because I want to reach people and change our community through the Enneagram. If you want to help in that by supporting me, you can go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash do it for the gram. Three strengths of the Enneagram 2. They're caring. They're usually very warm people and they are good communicators. At their worst, the two's helpfulness is a slippery slope. When a two has low self-mastery, their help can actually be for themselves. They can no longer really be helping in order to improve the other person, but they are helping in order for the other person to notice them, to notice that they are helpful and they are the person who is helping them. It's a pride thing. The lowest emotional habit for the Enneagram 2 is pride. And it's about feeling special, being important, indispensable in a relationship, or poor self-esteem when approval is not forthcoming. And so for the Enneagram 2, you have to be careful because your helpfulness sometimes can actually enable people and set up your relationships in a very unhealthy, one-sided using type of relationship typically twos struggle with being feeling privileged being naive and dependent and the dependent part is because they set up codependent relationships a lot because their relationships are based on them helping and it's not based on two independent people coming together twos in the workplace this segment is brought to you by nine types.com and the great helen palmer twos typically take on the identity from authorities who can offer them support They're usually really good at being the right-hand woman or right-hand man. Um, They're a secretary at different places that knows all the secrets or all the information. And they understand that there's power of what they call behind the throne. So they know whoever's in charge, if they're beside them, if they make them their buddy, then they know that they can 
either ride that to the top or they just understand that that's where big decisions are made. And you can be on the side of the big decision makers if you are too, if you're beside those powerful people, so-called. Twos, they're highly responsible to approval and encouragement. Twos, they keep tabs on office interactions, which can also look like gossip. But it also can be positive, too, as well. The information pipeline, the party coordinator, the one who knows when invitations get sent. Often an unrecognized conflict between an ambition to be first and their wanting to please. Twos typically back their favorite person in the workspace, no matter who it is. Often twos have an unrecognized conflict between their own personal ambition to be first and their wanting to please others. Twos work for respect of important people in their field, the power elite. Who do we know that will endorse our project? Twos also understand that safety lies in pleasing authority. The fear lies in opposing power alone. Twos may choose work because it has value to a loved one. There's an episode on The Prophet, if you've ever seen that show with Marcus Lemonis, where it's uh, the episode about this guy named Dino. He has a pizza company and um, his wife is a two like I've never seen a two before because Dino has some his own personal things he's dealing with. And uh, he runs the business like with a iron fist and like his way or no way. And even when it doesn't necessarily make sense, his wife just goes along and agree with him. And this is not the form of, I would say, a a high self-mastery or moderate self-mastery, too. But this can be what twos do. They align themselves with someone they feel that has the power and they can choose to work with a loved one more easily than other types may choose to work with a loved one. Does your workplace stink because the culture sucks? Are you tired of tolerating people and wish you could all work together cohesively? Does the mere idea of going into work give you anxiety? If you said yes to any one of these, you should probably quit your job. But since you're not going to quit your job, you should contact Kaizen Careers. At Kaizen Careers, we are all about improving workplace performance. We use a unique tool called the Enneagram. The Enneagram helps individuals and organizations become more self-aware. That self-awareness lends into helping organizations with communication, conflict management, and leadership development, ultimately turning self-awareness into self-mastery and creating healthy workplace cultures so you can improve your services and bottom lines. Contact Kaizen Careers at K-A-I-Z-E-N-C-A-R-E-E-R-S.com or Milton at KaizenCareers.com or give us a call at 901-334-1644. Psychological Defense of the Enneagram 2. The psychological defense of the Enneagram 2 is repression. Type 2s repress their anger and their feelings. 2s use repression of their personal needs and feelings to avoid being needy and to maintain a self-image of being helpful. So it's that weird balance of if I seem like I need something, then I can't be seen as being helpful. And so that can be the psychological defense of twos, especially in their relationships. They want to be seen as helpful. But this becomes an issue because when they are really upset about something, a lot of times they just repress their anger and they keep moving. Until it bubbles up and it explodes because they've been keeping things back in order 
to preserve this image that they are helpful and not making sure that other people know that, hey, I have these needs and sometimes not letting themselves know that they have certain needs and taking care of themselves as well. You've probably met or know a two if based on these verbal and nonverbal cues. Verbal cues, they ask frequent questions to others. They're trying to get to know them and they understand that questions are a path into a person's life, world, and a connection. So they ask a lot of questions, but in a nice, warm way. Another verbal cue. Their voices are usually soft unless they're angry. So they have a voice that is usually, um, I'm going to say it again, but it's true. They have um, a warm voice or a voice that's inviting for conversation, for relationships. They usually have those type of voices. Next verbal cue. They give compliments. Typically, they um, are really good at giving compliments to people to help encourage and build them up. They're really good at those. And sometimes it can be flattery if it's not coming from a good place, but a lot of times it can be coming from a good place where they're building someone up and maybe even pulling something out of the person or showing them something that they haven't seen about themselves. Nonverbal cues. Their shoulders are rounded and they usually have a slightly caved chest. It's very interesting. Um, the next one is the eyes make warm interpersonal contact with people. And they smile as an invitation to engage with people. Speaking style of the Enneagram 2 includes their being nice and sympathetic, giving advice, sometimes militant for the cause. Here are a few examples of real and TV Enneagram 2s. The first Enneagram 2 is Danny Thomas, the creator of St. Jude. Doesn't it make sense? The man who created St. Jude's Enneagram 2, someone who's loving, caring, compassionate, and willing to help anyone who steps up and comes to their door and comes to the different floors that they have. And so it's just amazing to see that because he was able to create something that has foregone and still going on that has helped tons and tons of people and families. And this is what a two can do with their love because they can love people in such a deep capacity that they can create organizations or they can run organizations and they can make things that are extremely loving to a whole lot of people and thinks about their cares, wants, and needs. Because St. Jude is just not a hospital that takes care of kids who have cancer. It's a place where families are taken care of and kind of put together and healed and whole, even through tragedy. Those families are still a part of the St. Jude community. And St. Jude really brings the city of Memphis together. And I would say different parts of, different parts of America are trying to stop and defeat childhood cancer. The next Enneagram to mention here is Stevie Wonder. Yes, if you listen to his like greatest hits, if you listen to all of his songs, they are extremely relational. And twos, their life is is based on deep emotions in relation to other people. And they can read emotions in other people and they can read relational situations like none other. So that's what made Stevie Wonder's his song so powerful. All his songs were about the joy and the relation in life with people, with each other, with ourselves. And so if you listen to some of his songs, go back and check them out because they're all going to be deeply relational. And that was the power of him being the Enneagram 2. Another Enneagram 2 who's a TV version or a fictional version is Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, who is, if you don't know, she is the girlfriend of the Joker in a sense. Yes and no. Um, and so this is interesting because uh, Harley Quinn 
was like Joker's love of his life, but Joker still treats her as an extension of himself, kind of. But then sometimes he really loves her. Sometimes he really doesn't care. And Harley Quinn is still always there. And so that can be a very unhealthy um, side and low self-mastery of Enneagram, too. She's an example. I mean, extreme example, because, you know, she's like crazy and she like lives with the Joker. But the relationship that you see that she has for the Joker can represent a negative version of what an Enneagram 2 can do when they haven't worked on themselves. The last example of an Enneagram 2 from TV is Ann Perkins from Parks and Rec. As you, If you've listened to him at other episodes, you know that I love Parks and Rec, so I mention them quite a bit here because the show is great at showing um, the characters of uh, each Enneagram type within that show. So Ann Perkins is a nurse to nurse helpful yes but in all of her relationships it's all about helping the other person and it's almost to her detriment in certain things and so there's certain episodes which you have to go back and i believe it's in season three where she steps up and she actually says what she needs and what she wants because she's doing so much for other people and no one's acknowledging her for what she's doing so she actually steps up and says, this is what i actually need and that's something that twos also have to work on and do Entrepreneurship is a fun word, but a tough journey. If you are on the entrepreneurial path and need some help along the way, tune in to Hot Butter Business Podcast, where four entrepreneurs who met through a program called Co-Starters decided after the program to start a podcast. They each use their unique skills, talents, and businesses to unite in this podcast in order to give their audience a look into the mind of an entrepreneur. So subscribe to Hot Butter Business Podcast and walk with these four aspiring entrepreneurs on their journey. This podcast also features me and you can see a full range of my Enneagram personality as I interact with other entrepreneurs. My experience with twos. One of my experiences with twos is a coworker that I have and she's a teacher and she's one of the most compassionate people that I know. She has one of the biggest hearts and she loves the kids like very few or none other people can actually love a kid. And she works with our kids and she takes time out of her own schedule to make sure that our kids are learning what they need to. Even if it's like after school or before school, she will go over and beyond to make sure that our kids are learning what they need to learn. If they're missing out, if they need a little bit extra, she will be there. And she always kind of knows what people want or need. And she's always trying to fill that void for a lot of our kids. And so um, she's very amazing on that side. She also has to be careful and she knows that she has to rein it in sometimes because there's sometimes where she wants to be so protective because she loves the kids so much that it teeters the line of am I enabling or am I helping? And so that's something that she's really been working on, which has been great. But there's very few people who will love and protect our kids like she will as a teacher. Another two that I know is a good friend. She's a church friend. And um, I've just seen, because I've known her so long, I've seen the range. I've seen her from low self-mastery to high self-mastery, from being out there and trying to be helpful to every single person, which is the you know basic desire, trying to get to that, wanting to feel love, all the way to the point where she is, healthy where she's loving herself and she doesn't have to depend on someone else loving her before she understands that I have to love myself first. And so that's a big deal um, of growth for her. 
ways to help and develop a relationship to assist a two if you're in a relationship or a friendship with a two. Remember, never force, but you can assist if they're willing to grow. Help your twos develop, integrate, and own their true separate self and overcome the addiction to meeting the needs of others as a way of being taken care of and loved. Twos have this bad. They have a sense of trying to take care of others to feel like they're going to be taken care of. And it's reaching out to other people before they're taking care of themselves and taking an inventory of what's going on inside of themselves. So you can help them by constantly encouraging them to um, pull back from helping others so much. If it's going to a place where it looks like they're trying to take care of themselves and help them to see that you have to take care of yourself first. And make sure you take an inventory of what's going on inside and love yourself first. Next, encourage them to appreciate themselves separate from giving and to claim their own voice. So twos are more than helpers. They're more than givers, way more than that. And so you have to help them and assist them in seeing that you're a person outside of what you give or what you like help others with. You're way more than just that. You're a whole person and you have your own gifts traits, talents, and everything outside of giving to others. Next, avoid becoming seduced by their overgiving. So twos are so good at giving. They will switch a situation up so quickly. Even in a coaching role, they'll go from you you asking them about what's going on with them to them asking you about what's going on. It's like, no, you the client, I'm the coach. You talking about you right now. Let's figure that out. So be careful. Because they will give, give, give until they can't give anymore if they are moderate to high self-mastery. So you have to make sure that you avoid that sometimes because they really want to give because it makes them, in a sense, feel better to think that you feel better about them because they give. If that makes any sense. Next, stay constant and provide steadiness, paying attention to their own, to their often unmet real needs. So they have needs just like every type has a certain amount of needs. But a lot of times twos are repressing those. And so what you have to do is stay consistent, be very consistent with making sure that they pay attention to those needs. And if you're in a relationship with them, you can even sometimes help them pay attention to those needs and maybe even help them fulfill those needs if they allow you to. Next, strategies for your self-development. Here you go, twos, and fulfillment in relationships. First, develop. And maintain your separate, integrated self. You are way more than giving. You are way more than an extension of another person. You are not attached to anybody else. You are you before you are connected with anyone else. So make sure you get to know that person and take care of that person. Next, release from your pride of indispensability. You're not indispensable. Yes, you're really good and great at helping, but a lot of people are too. And it's not always your role to help everyone. Everyone needs to work on helping others and building each other up and helping themselves. Next, freely giving and receiving without pride and expectations. So when you are giving from a healthy place, there should come from no pride and you should not want anything back. It should not be doing giving for a reason to get something back. Don't do that. That's very unhealthy for you. Also, this is something else too. to struggle with receiving as well and so twos you have to be able to receive as well if you think about how good it feels for you to help someone allow someone else to have that feeling too who may not do it very often 
because it's a growth experience for them as well to be able to give. So make sure you're able to receive. Next, notice signs of repression of your needs, especially when your emotions are rising as indicators. So when you're starting to get emotionally frustrated in a situation, then you need to understand that take a step back because you're repressing something that you actually need and you may be putting it off on someone else by trying to give and waiting for them to acknowledge or to fulfill that need. So make sure that's a good indicator like, oh, my emotions are out of whack. There's something I personally need to do to take care of myself so that I can become healthy. Next, spend time alone. Twos, I'm going to say it again. Spend time alone and help develop an independent interest separate and distinct from other people. And so a lot of twos have a hard time with this. I was somewhere and uh, uh, the lady was saying, I'm a two. And I was like, that's great. I was like, have you taken time to be one yourself? She said, yeah, I do meditation. I said, that's great. She said, with my friend. I said, no, no, no. Not with your friend. Your meditation needs to be with yourself. Be by yourself. Get to know yourself. Get to love yourself. Challenge yourself and find out who you are deeply inside and what you actually want and need out of life. Next. If you've made it this far and have not already taken the Enneagram test, here are a few that I trust. You can always go to kaizencareers.com forward slash Enneagram and scroll to the bottom for the quick two question test based off of the Russ and Rizzo's quick test. The second one I trust is Eclectic Energies. It's another free test that has about 30 or so questions and can be pretty accurate depending how self-aware you are. The next one I trust is the Enneagram Institute. For a more thorough test that will give you possibly your top three types, you can go to EnneagramInstitute.com. And the tester has a minimum cost, but it's pretty accurate. Last but not least, I trust the Integrative 9 test. This can be found at integrative9.com. This test is one of the most expensive tests, but I believe it to be the most accurate and gives a ton of information based on your type. It includes personal life, but really shines on how your type performs professionally. Twos, listen carefully. Guard your heart. Twos, you are so amazing with knowing how to help what people need, want, and would like. It's not your job to always give and take care of people. The people are very capable of doing things on their own and learning how to do things for themselves, no matter how challenging it may seem. You have to find that beautiful balance of knowing when to help and when to let others just be. One way that helps is making sure you are taking an inventory of your own feelings and taking care of your own needs so you can differentiate when you are being helpful or harmful. Part of the journey is figuring out, are you giving and helping from a place of deficit or abundance? When in deficit or scarcity, you are helping others to hopefully attach your personal value and worth upon someone else. You actually want something for yourself. And it's not really about helping the other person. When it's from abundance, though, you are truly seeking the other person's benefit. And it has nothing to do with you being thanked and acknowledged for being helpful and feeling good. Another way to tell if it's from a place of abundance and for the other person You'll start to grow in the ability to decipher when your help is truly needed and when your help is truly going to hinder the other person's personal growth. Another way to tell if your help is coming from a place of abundance and for the other person 
is when you start to become able to decipher when you're truly going to be helping the person or hindering the person's personal growth. And so there's a split second where you start to be able to think instead of just reacting, because I know it's very instinctual for you to automatically want to help. But you have created space in your growth where you say, hmm, I really want to help and I know exactly how to help this situation. But in this situation, it's actually not going to be beneficial for the other person for me to help them. It's going to set up a very codependent type of relationship. Two, routinely schedule time alone to make sure you can figure out what you truly want apart from others and what you need. Many twos who have worked on themselves tell me that they had to reconstruct and restructure a lot of their relationships and friendships and let go of them quite a few because it was all based on a codependent relationship. You can set up relationships where the other person is codependent on you for your help in many ways and many areas of their lives, but it's not contributing to you and your self-value and self-worth is attached to that other person. But that gets old and you know it. And so you get tired of that. And so their repression becomes anger and then you're volatile all of a sudden. And people are like, where'd that come from? It's because you've been holding that inside because you're frustrated about your needs not being met because of how the relationship was structured and set up. So twos, make sure if you restructure your friendships and relationships so that they are amazing, so that there are two amazing independent people coming together to share gifts and talents. No two people relying on and using one another for an empty gain. Twos, you are incredibly hard workers. Beautifully loving people are gifted with the ability to pinpoint and see the needs in others and being able to know how to help others. Your ability to outwardly love people is second to none, making sure you love yourself as well. But make sure you love yourself as well. Take time and cultivate an amazing relationship with yourself and recognize how tremendous you truly are with just being you outside of anyone else. So that wraps up our episode of the Enneagram 2. This is just the intro as we go through the season and this year, I will delve deeper into all of the different types, talking about more specific things so I could dive into it and give you a more um, rich and more uh, educational and knowledgeable view from what's really going on with each type and how we can be better. So don't forget to check out uh, the website which is do it for the gram and enneagram podcast.com and if you subscribe to that you ha- I have a special gift that it will send you uh, it's like an enneagram toolkit type of sheet and it just has the different types on there and it's just something cool to have around give you a little um, indicator or memory of like what's really going on with each type and so if you're just looking like hmm i wonder what's going on with this type you can look at it and it's going to give you just like a brief little knowledge of some of the things that they are attuned with or they tend to lean towards also don't forget to hit the subscribe button please subscribe so you can get the newest and latest episodes please rate my episodes as well um that's how i this is how more people find out about the podcast so please rate the episode And before I go, I just really want to thank Ginger, who is the founder of Enneagram in Business, because she's an Enneagram too, and she has rocked 
um, it was about 24 of us cohorts. Um, she rocked our world with not only the self mastery level that she exhibits as she teaches us, but just the way that she understands the Enneagram in such a deep way and understands people in such a way that's very, um, I don't know, very intimate with each other and being able to go there and to really help people and to really show people how high self mastery, hard work, love and a lot of personal work within each different type has ability to formulate and create some amazing and beautiful um, things. This past weekend was the most mentally challenging and emotionally draining week of my life going through that. And I'm so excited I went through it. It really filled my cup instead of emptying it. It helped fill that cup. And it helped get out some garbage or some gook and some crap that's already in there. So it helped clean uh, me out mentally, spiritually, um, and emotionally. So it was really good for me. So, and she's an Enneagram too, and just shows the amazingness of what each type can do when they have worked on self-mastering themselves. So that's really all I have for this episode, but I'm so thankful for all the people who were there and just the encouragement. And so for all of my listeners, definitely, I will see you on the next episode and you know, I have to do it before I go. So just don't forget, do it for the gram, the Enneagram, of course. See you next time. Enneagram one. Bye.